welcome to the Yarn Thing Podcast with Marley Bird. I'm your host, Marley Bird. You can catch the Yarn Thing Podcast live every Tuesday at 10 o'clock Mountain Time. That's 12 o'clock on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast, and 11 o'clock in the Midwest. If you are anywhere else in the world and would like to join us live for the podcast, please Google what time 10 o'clock Mountain Time is for you. I do live in Denver, Colorado. You can come and join the fun. We always have a Facebook Live that happens over on the Marley Bird Facebook page for each episode of the Yarn Thing podcast. It's really great because you get a chance to see the behind the scenes of the podcast. And it's really just me in front of the camera saying hello and you get to watch me as I interview each guest. To watch the Facebook Live, whether you want to watch it live as it's being broadcast or if you want to catch it later on, please visit the Marley Bird Facebook page. It's just facebook.com forward slash Marley Bird. Besides the Facebook page, we also have the show notes, which are always available at MarleyBird.com. And then, of course, you can download your favorite podcast at any time uh, from iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Let's say thank you to our sponsors, Buffalo Wool Company, Creative Bug, Erin Lane Bags, <clears throat> excuse me, Craftsy.com, Stitches.Events, and Red Heart Yarns, where I'm the proud national spokesperson. You can learn more about my sponsors or the sponsors by visiting the sponsor drop-down menu over on MarleyBird.com. There's a direct link to each sponsor. You can go to them and say hello and thank them for sponsoring your favorite podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome uh, back to the show. This is our first show in June. Um, I'm sorry, this is our last show of May, but it's going into June, and I want to remind everybody that there will be no podcast on on Thursdays starting in June. Um, I'm going to do that over the summer. I will reevaluate when the fall comes up, fall 2017, to see if I want to do shows on Tuesday and Thursday again. At this point in time, I've got to scale it back to once a week. There's a lot of things going on over here behind the scenes that you guys will uh, learn more about in the fall, actually. I can't tell you anything about it uh, other than that. Uh, Plus, with the summer months and everybody being so busy, it's um, a little bit difficult to get people scheduled on the show. So it's just a better time for me to scale back for the podcast. So I'm saying that now to remind you that there will be no Thursday podcast from here until the foreseeable future, but you can always find out when I bring back the Thursday show by liking the Marley Bird Facebook page or signing up for my newsletter. You guys will be the first to know when the show is back. So today's guest is a wonderful guest that Tammy has scheduled, and Tammy, as most of you know, if you follow her on Instagram or on Facebook, Tammy has an amazing, generous soul, and uh, she's so kind and giving, and she really connects a lot with a lot of charities, and she strives to bring a lot of different charities on the podcast that we can. Let's welcome Amy to the podcast and have her tell us a little bit about herself, about the Mother Bear Project, and uh, how you can be a part of it. So hello, Amy. How are you? Hi, Marley. I'm happy to talk to you. Thanks for inviting me. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I'm sorry I have a tickle in my throat. I'm trying not to cough into the camera or the the camera, the microphone, but um, I'll do my best. Uh, Where are you calling us from, Amy? I'm calling from Mother Bear Headquarters, which is Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
Very cool. Very cool. I love Minnesota. It's a good place up there. A lot of really great knitters up there. Yeah, yeah. There's a big knitting community. So it's wonderful. Yeah, it's great all around. We've got the lakes, the whole thing. Yeah, nice. Nice in the summer. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, Amy, I mean, I don't, I mean, let's tell the truth. You know, I don't know a whole much about you. And so this really is going to be like a first date. I'm going to jump in and just say, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, about who you are and um, when did you first learn to knit and crochet? Um, And let's let's start there. Okay. Well, you know, um, let's see. Learning to knit and crochet and about myself. Well, I am, I am um, a married mother of two and um, basically, I am somebody who has cared a lot about women and chil- women and women's and children's issues around the world. Um, I've read a lot, and um, it, it was just always a big concern of mine. And one day, I read an article about the—I'll um, jump right in—about the problem of baby and infant rape in South Africa. Um, it was an article that. Um, you know, actually stopped me in my tracks. Um, This article was about, um, as I said, babies and children being raped because of men believing that having sex with a virgin will cure them of AIDS. And um, in this article, the the writer was suggesting items of comfort for these young victims. And um, at that point, uh, I knew I had to do something. It was just a matter of figuring out what, what that was going to be. So... um, Basically, shall I go on? Um, yes, yeah, keep going. Yeah, okay. So I, you know, I, I thought about um, what I was going to do because I knew I had to do something, and I thought about my kids who were about eight and eleven at the time, and I thought about what brought them comfort, and um, you know, an image of the little bears that my mother had knit um, from an old World War II pattern that was passed down to her. Um, anyway. I thought about those bears because all the other, um, you know, stuffed animals that my kids have had over the years have sort of gone by the wayside. But they kept these bears that were very personal um, to them. You know, they were they were made with a lot of love, and and so I knew that that is what I had to do. I had to figure out how to make them. But the problem was is that I didn't know how to knit, and. <laughs> So I had to ask my mom to um, show me how to cast on that first stitch. So I muddled through my first bear, and that was it. And I I started making copies of the article and passing it all around to anyone I'd encounter. And I I offered to teach um, people to knit in my home if they would make a bear. And and that's how the whole thing got started. Um, That's it. So that's the beginning, I should say. So really, like, because I want I want people to understand that it really just can start from anywhere. You had no uh, direct interaction with Africa. You just happened to read an article about this horrible situation. And, exactly. Okay. All right. I just want to make that clear because sometimes the idea of wanting to do something or being able to do something, we hinder ourselves and tell us tell ourselves that there are all these roadblocks. And here you are saying, look what look what we've created here. Just because I said, no, I, I don't, I'm going to try and help out with this and I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And you did it. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I would have liked to like hop on a plane and just go, you know, and dive in. 
um, to help in some way. But my kids were young, and I knew that that was completely unrealistic, and I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, But, um, you know, if items of comfort was what was being asked, I was certainly going to give it my all. So, yeah, um, you're absolutely right. I had no connection to Africa. Um, I had no connection to HIV and AIDS um, at all. But, you know, um, I'm a human being, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't have to be, you know, have a direct connection because we're all part of, you know, this world. We're all human beings, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, we should all be caring about one another. So that was, you know, the place that I started from with this. Um, so, wow. yeah. Wow. So you yeah. learned to knit to make these bears. And exactly. so you learned these bears and then was it just this you said you invited people over to learn to knit and they had to agree to make a bear yeah. like tell yeah. me tell me the next step of the process so you're making these bears but how do okay. you know where to send them how does well, the organization first of all, I mean this whole thing you know was a real um it was a real stretch for me I I definitely dove in you know completely blindly you know I mean uh, you should have seen me, Marley. I was baking and having, you know, coffee on, you know, I, I had this whole thing going and I had all these people coming to my house. I mean, they were friends. They were friends of friends. They were strangers. All these people were coming to my house with their knitting needles and their yarn. I think I even had donated yarn. I don't know. Um, everybody has yarn, whether they knit or not, it seems. But I had all this going on in my house. I had my dog, um, you know, everybody was just sitting around, and and I was teaching all these people to knit. It's very surreal, you know, but it's true. I mean, I had, you know, made one bear, and here I was, you know, teaching all these people to knit. And this went on. It went on every week. You know, I did it on Fridays um, for fr- probably about three months. And then um, the Minneapolis Star Tribune, the big newspaper in the Twin Cities, did an article. It was on St. Patrick's Day of 2003. And um, it was actually uh, like almost a full-page article. It's pretty big. And um, I guess before the article came out, I had to figure out, you know, how was this going to work? You know, how was this going to work? Because all I wanted to do was send, you know, as many of these bears as I could. I was going to do it even if it was just myself. You know, I was just going to do this. And um, so... I had to, you know, think, how is this going to work? And I thought, well, you know, let's add a heart on every bear. Let's put a red heart on every bear to show that they're made with love. And um, I didn't even know if a heart was an international symbol of love, but I thought just in case, you know, let's do it. And I thought, well, you know, you know, we have to call ourselves something. You know, this was just, it was just an idea, you know, to send comfort. But I thought if, if there's going to be an article, we should have a name for this effort. And so my son, um, who is now 23, he is a little guy. He used to call me Mother Bear as an endearment, and I love that. So uh, that's where Mother Bear Project came from, you know, the name. And um, so that's, you know, that's what I did. I had the name, you know, that we were going to call ourselves. I had um, the idea that every bear was going to have a heart, and then – I thought, you know, um, it would be really cool if uh, the kids knew exactly who made their bear. And so I decided that every bear was going to wear a tag that said, With Love, Mother Bear. And then whoever made that bear would sign their name or whatever name they wanted to their bear 
so it could be a connection between, you know, the child and the bear maker. And um, I used to hand write all those tags. Now we have stamps, you know, but I, I, you know, writing out, you know, I was cutting the hearts out out of felt by hand. I was writing these tags. I mean, I was, I was very determined, you know, to send this unconditional love. And the other thing that um, I was very determined about was that this project was going to be open to people of all faiths from all over the world and that these bears would be given unconditionally. Um, I did not want any messages attached. I wanted them. I didn't want anything to be asked of the kids who received them. I wanted to respect um, both the children and the people making the bears and make sure these bears were just going to simply be given with love, you know, and that was it, and that was enough. So that's, you know, I was, um, you know, I was uh, very focused on that, and um, to this day I have to say, you know, that has remained true. So that's how, you know, that's how I got started. Um, the article came out, and, oh, boy, you know, I was borrowing a P.O. box um, for my sister. She had a business that had, you know, recently been sold, and she still had the P.O. box. So in the article um, that was listed, and the next day I thought I would peek, you know, just to say, you know, I thought, well, it's probably too early for any patterns to pattern requests to come in. But, um you know, I opened up this box, and it was like a cartoon, and, and letters were just pouring out. It was so funny. I mean, bags of them. And I'd say within um, three, uh, no, two weeks, we had over 3,000 pattern requests. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, and um, it went on from there. I mean, I had um, a couple of attorneys ask me if I wanted help getting nonprofit status. And, you know, that didn't even cross my mind as far, you know what I mean? All I wanted to do was send comfort to these kids um, from, you know, as many bears as I could because um, the numbers were so high. And um, so I said, well, you know, if you think it's a good idea, if you think I should, you know, not really um, realizing what it was I was doing. Basically, I was starting a nonprofit organization, you know. And yeah. It sort of took me by surprise. You know, I mean, I know that sounds really strange, but that that was so off my radar, you know, that yeah. that's what I was jumping into. In fact, I had just started a new job, and after this, you know, began, um, I decided, you know, I mean, there's just some things in life you just, I, you know, have to say, okay, okay, you know, I get it. I This is what I need to do. And that's what I did. I just sort of did it. I quit my job. I, you know, I just jumped into this because it was happening. You know, it was happening. You know, so, so I'm a, a Christian. And so I would say that's God knocking on your door and literally knocking you over saying, listen to me, do what I'm telling you to do. I, I, I get that a lot. He has to knock me on the head sometimes. So um, I totally uh. can understand that. That is amazing. That is amazing that you're doing all of this. And, you know, so you said people are asking for patterns. and do. I mean, where – tell me more about the patterns. Like, uh, so okay. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be my next question because, like, many people who are listening are just like, oh, my gosh, I want to be a part of this. Where do I pattern? Yeah. What are these patterns? What do I use? All of that. Okay. Sure. Well, um, first of all, we rewrote the original pattern, um, you know, and it's a very, very, very simple pattern. It's a very simple pattern. Um, so we have four patterns. We have two knitting patterns and two crochet patterns that we've adapted. And um, 
the knitting we have uh, for, um, we call it the flat knitting pattern, where you use regular straight knitting needles. Um, uh-huh. These patterns, by the way, are available from our website, motherbearproject.org, for $5 a piece. So we have a flat knitting pattern. We have a seamless knitting pattern, which is done in the round on double-pointed needles. Um, we have a flat crochet pattern and a seamless crochet pattern done in the round. So there's four options. We also you know, sell these in kit form. Um, I think it's $25 for the kit. Um, anyway, it includes the knitting needles, the pattern, and the yarn for your first bear. And then, of course, you just keep making the bears. We do ask that after your first bear, whether you buy a kit or a pattern, that after the first bear you send $3 with every extra bear that you make. And that's how we're able to ship the bears to Africa. Um, and, you know, there's other ways that I raise money um, besides just patterns that help us, you know, get with the high cost of shipping, I should say, um, overseas, which has tripled since I started this project. Oh, my gosh. So, I know. You wouldn't believe what I'm doing, Marley, <laughs> to raise this money. I, I am knitting. I, I mean, I knit every single evening. I make teeny-weeny bear ornaments. They're about just, you know, less than three inches high. And um, I'm doing these on teeny, tiny um, needles. And you, if you go to Stitches, you'll see, you know, I, I'm usually at Stitches West. And, you know, I go to some of the others as well. And we have these little bear ornaments um, that, I knit, and my mom, my mom who just turned 85, um, she she sews them all together. Because, I mean, honestly, like, you know, I am, you know, it's funny. People think, you know, you started this knitting nonprofit that I'm some um, knitting expert, but honestly, I, I can make a bear, you know, and I, and I make my bears flat. I don't even know how to knit in the round. I don't even know how to increase. So, um <laughs> You know, I can make a bear still, which is really hopeful, right? I mean, for those maybe listening who think, you know, this might be complicated, it's not. You know, if you can cast on, knit, and cast off, you can make a mother bear. So that's the good news for people like me. Oh, wow. So, wow. But, you know, now, some of these bears what? we get are so darn fancy. I mean, oh, you wouldn't I even believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you about those too, but I, I want to, you know, I don't want to get too far off topic. Oh my gosh. You're not off topic at all. This is this okay, is amazing. Great. I mean, I love seriously, here here you are. Literally you, you read an article, you saw, you know, and and you're making a difference. And you didn't even know how to knit at the time. You learned you learned no. to knit. You have yeah. created this organization. You're doing everything you can possible to let it do what it's supposed to do to raise money to, you know, all uh, I'm I'm in awe I'm in awe of you. I'm in awe of you. Oh, uh, you know, here's the thing, Marley. It's like I I really um, felt like I was carrying a lot of the weight of the world on my shoulders, meaning I felt, um, as I mentioned, I was very concerned about issues relating to women and children around the world, from trafficking to child labor. I mean, I carried that weight around me, and I, I'm very um, – you know, I'm very well aware that we live in a bubble here, um, you know, and um, I felt, it's like I felt the pain, you know, from from everything I was reading and that I knew. And, you know, this, this bear knitting has really um, lifted that weight because I'm able to do something and I'm able to hear, you know, how these bears are making a difference in the lives of these kids, 
you know, knowing that someone cares and knowing that someone loves them and that they have something to hold, you know, at night and something to look forward to and, and a toy of their own. So, um, you know. That's a, that's a great segue because uh, one of the questions um, that I have is, you know, you're collecting these bears and how do you find out where to send them? And then how do you find out, you know, if the kids are enjoying them? Do they like the story we hear from Halos of Hope from Pam is, you know, the, there are hats that get sent to kid cancer camps or cancer campuses sort of things. And the kids go through them and just, they're like, I want to find the, you know, my favorite one is, I wonder if that's like similar to what happens with the teddy bears. I'm sorry, I'm getting choked up. Um, but, you know, like, can you tell us what you, where you send them and how, how they're received and what you've heard sure. the stories? Okay, well, I mean, the whole distribution of the bears has evolved. But let's just say that all the bears are given um, by people who give them unconditionally. So these bears, you know, they're not given religiously. They're, they're just simply given with love. So a lot of Peace Corps volunteers are distributing our bears. Um, there's a number of camps that distribute our bears, camps for children, camps for children, that are affected by HIV and AIDS. And these bears are going to children in sub-Saharan Africa um, for the most part. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. There's a call beeping in on this line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So these bears are going to children um, mostly in sub-Saharan Africa where there is the largest problem um, of children being orphaned and affected by HIV and AIDS. So that's who gets our bears. And, um, uh, Peace Corps volunteers give them out, camps give them out, and other people, you know, um, other individuals that I found. Um, but but that's, you know, how they're distributed. And they're distributed voluntarily. So, um, you know, people write and request the bears. There's a number of things, like, uh, you know, there's a number of things that I need to make sure of um, before I allow the bears to be distributed. I don't just let anyone distribute these bears. Um, the one fun thing that happens when the bears are distributed is that the volunteers who give them out take photos of every bear with every individual child, and we put those photos weekly on our website. And um, if you join our Facebook um, page or our, our very active Ravelry group, um, you will see that almost every week, sometimes even more than once a week, I'll put a link up to the most recent bear photos. And I, I sometimes get hundreds, sometimes thousands a week of these photos. So the knitters and the crocheters are able to see their bears in the arms of the children who receive them. It's pretty incredible, um, you know, for them. And, and, you know, here's the really funny thing is I, you know, I may not be, a uh, great knitter, you know, yes, I can make a basic bear, but my bears are not fancy. Um, what I am good, really good at is um, remembering who made what bear. And <laughs> I can, you know, it's like I can't forget a bear face. I am so good at um, knowing who made these bears. So, you know, many bear makers who have, you know, who are out there and um, they, they get emails from me all the time. I'm emailing people, you know, if I recognize their bear, I'll send you an email. Um, normally, you know, people really need to look themselves through the photos and they're dated and all that. Um, if you keep up with the links I provide, you know, you'll probably end up seeing your bears. Um, not all, but many. And um, anyway, so that's kind of my little, um, my little talent is 
identifying <laughs> bears. That's your, that's your mama bear memory. That's that's it, what it is. is. Yes, it's a memory. So we have a question on Facebook Live. Erica is wondering: um, the kids that receive the bears are they only kids that are raped, or are you also sending bears to kids who need comfort? You know, I am sending bears to children in regions that are highly affected by HIV/AIDS, and I'm glad that she asked this question because, you know. Some people assume that the children receiving these bears are all orphans, that they're all HIV positive. That is not the case. We are sending these bears to, um, you know, regions, into countries that have a very, very high rate of HIV and AIDS in emerging nations. So, number one, it has to be an emerging nation. Number two, um, you know, it has to be an area that, that where the children are highly affected by HIV and AIDS. A lot of them you know, are single or double orphans, meaning they've lost one or both parents to AIDS. They may or may not be HIV positive. They may or may not have ever been tested. So, um, you know, we do not – one of the problems in, um, in these countries is that there's a huge stigma attached to being HIV positive. And I can tell you that's the last thing I want to do is add to the stigma so, um, you know, we are giving bears to all the kids, you know, um, in a class. We're not just singling out the kids who are HIV positive. But, you know, I mean, for instance, um, you know, one of the places the bears go to is Swaziland. And, um, you know, I think 27, around 27% of the adult population there is HIV positive. I mean, really high prevalence. And um, so that's what we're talking about here. Um, wow. That's the adult wow. prevalence. Yeah. And so, you know, are the kids um, HIV positive? I don't know. You know, it's just if you – I've been to Africa. I've seen this all for myself. It's, um, it's a very sad, sad situation. These kids have absolutely nothing. So, I mean, many don't have shoes. Um, you, you know, you see the pictures, but it's real. Um, and it's true. So – there you go. You know, that's wow. what gets our bears. Yeah, that's what was going to be one of my next questions, was if you had a chance to go there to see it firsthand or to get it out bears yourself. Yep, I've, I've gone. I go. I try to go every two to three years. Um, so, yes, you know, I've gone. I've gone, and I'll be going again. I try to give out thousands, and I take the photos myself. Um, yeah, it's, it's been incredible. It's been incredible. Oh my gosh! So, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! So, I was also going to say I, I would love to share, you know, a story about yeah. the bears and how much they've meant to the children. Yes, um, I, uh, one day, I received a call, and it was a call from a teacher in South Africa who had actually distributed bears to children that were in child-headed households, and a child-headed household is. Um, one where the parents have both died of HIV or AIDS, and um, the the oldest child is raising um, their siblings. So anyway, um, one day this teacher had gotten a call from a 16-year-old girl, and the girl was telling her that um, it, because of rainy season, you know, there were like torrential rains, their house was falling apart. So she had to get her siblings out of the house um, in a hurry. And so they all got out. I think there were four other siblings, three or four others. 
and um, they got out of the house safely. But then the youngest one, who was eight years old, a little boy, said, I have to go back because I left my bear inside. And the sister said, no, 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 don't do it, you know. Um, it's too dangerous. And he ran back anyway, and he got his bear and came out again. You know, he did make it back out with his bear. And the sister said, why? You know, why would you risk your life to go in there and get your bear? And the little boy said, um, because my bear has a heart on it, and it means that someone loves me. So, you know, you just, you don't know, you know. Um, and, and it's even hard to imagine how much these bears mean to these children who receive them. Um, we've had children, you know, I've heard on more than one occasion asking to be buried with their bears because it's their only friend. I mean, can you imagine that, um, you know, something that even I can make with my two hands can mean that much to a child, you know, who has absolutely nothing? Um, so that's, you know, that's the mother bears, you know, that's what we're doing. Uh <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, it's 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 very very hard. I'll never forget, you know, my first trip to Africa, and um, I went alone, and I went to Zambia, and my contact there, um, you know, I said you know, be afraid. I said, I want to see it all. You know, I really do. I want to see the whole thing. And Marley, maybe it helps, you know, that my background is journalism. And, you know, I always want, I always want to know the truth. I always want to see, and I want to be able to tell people, you know, what things are like, you know, that, I, I, you know, this is how it is. And so I went, you know, I followed families it was like rush hour you know a whole generation was missing you know this and you know i i went while they picked up the bodies and i followed them to the cemetery and i watched all these people being buried you know close to each other because there were so many people and it's like you know what i can do the pair you know i can do this you know i saw the kids you know walking the streets i saw them you know, homeless little siblings. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, just holding hands in the streets because, um, you know, there was nowhere to go and there's tons of orphanages and there's just not enough room. You know, there's too many kids that are affected and um, it's tragic, really. It's oh tragic. My oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of listeners want to make bears and you mentioned that they can purchase a pattern on the website i'm getting a little feedback from you um i don't know if you have your sound turned up or if it's mine no oh okay okay it'll be all right it'll be good okay okay no you're good um so they can buy the pattern is are there restrictions um, particular yarns to use, different stuffing to use, eyes, no eyes. Um, like, tell okay. us a little bit. Well, here, I'll, the knitting expert will give you all the specifics, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, worsted weight, I learned, is the yarn that we use. Um, here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, people who really know what they're doing, um, which is not me, know how to use things like sport weight. And even, you know, some people have used you know, sock yarn and somehow added it with other things, you know. Um, 
we basically don't want the bears to get larger than 12 inches from head to paw. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, that maybe will help. Um, we want all the bears made from our pattern. So, um, you know, because that's a really cool thing is to see how different every single bear looks based, you know, just simply on who's making it. Um, yeah. from, all from the same pattern. They all look different, um, which is really fun. And you'll see, if you go to our website, you will see tons and tons and tons, I mean thousands of examples. Um, the other thing is we don't want manufactured eyes, so the faces should be embroidered, you know, or knit on. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, size is a big thing. You know, we don't want them stuffed too tight because weight is always an issue. Um, when sending to Africa, and we we stuffed at least 50 bears into every box. Um, I think the max we've stuffed might be 70 or 75. And, you know, if you live in the Twin Cities, you can come help us pack bears. If you want to come to the Twin Cities, we do it once a month. We receive, Marley, about 1,000 bears a month from all over the world. Um, So that's really cool, right, I mean, to have all these bears every month. And we have three groups in the Twin Cities that simply sew the red hearts on every bear. They just come together um, and sew hearts. Like this week, this Thursday, we have a heart sewing group, and we're going to sew probably about 500 hearts on bears. And we can do that in about two hours. So it's a huge, huge, huge group effort by a lot of really incredible you know, people who are coming together to, um, you know, try to send comfort to children, plain and simply. People from all faiths, all backgrounds, all, you know, socioeconomic levels, um, all coming together for their love of children. So. Wow. A lot of hands touch this project. I I love this. Amazing. This is amazing. Um, um, such a wonderful, so <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful way for just everything to come together, especially, you know, speaking of here in America, just feels like we're so divided on so many different levels, but we all can come together and, um, you know, agree that it's nice to be able to offer love, kindness, um, friendship through a bear. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, another favorite part of mine about this project. I've mentioned the unconditional nature of how they're given. But there's also, you know, I mean, we are getting bears from, you know, from places like Iran and India, Norway, you know, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, Brazil, um, Belgium. I mean, I could just go on to you. They're coming from all over the world. And, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, what's going on politically between our countries. You know, these are people who care about children and um, and trust, you know, which is a big deal that these bears will be given unconditionally as they are. Um, and, and I love that. I love that there's something like this that um, people can come to knowing no one's going to turn them away. You know, they're welcome. And we need these bears. I mean, I constantly have at least a three-month waiting list for them. Um, There's that many children. Even after 15 years, I've been doing this 15 years, we always need them. Um, So, you know, I really, I hope, you know, I hope that people will listening will want to help. And we even have a 100 bear club. 
So if you make 100 bears, you are part of the 100 Bear Club, and we ask each person to keep track, and, and you can let me know, you know, when you reach that mark, but you'll get something very special from Africa and from me. So, yeah. This is fantastic. What a wonderful podcast. I mean, I'm seriously, I'm enjoying this so much. And I'm absolutely proud of you and everybody who makes these bears. And, I mean, you are a true inspiration to somebody who can make a difference even when you just aren't sure how you can, but you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's nice of you to say that. I just, I feel like I'm just doing my part, you know. So, you know, I just continue to sort of put one foot in front of the other and, um, you know, keep trying to respect both sides, you know, respect the children, respect those distributing the bears, and then respect every person who puts their love and time into each bear. Um, wow. You know, that's not to be underestimated. Um, I know that um, a lot of people put a lot of hours. And it's very, really, you know, I mean, there's so many parts to this project, including, you know, those who make the bears. Um, I've gotten these bears from women who are in hospice care, you know, who are making these bears until their last breath. And that's really beautiful, um, you know, that people understand, you know, that that really is what gives life meaning, gives life meaning is to be able to give, you know. And um, I find that just really, you know, really amazing and a real privilege to be part of that. Um, there's been many friendships made, you know, over the bears. And, oh, you know, I've got all kinds of stories um, about the knitters. I've got stories about the bears. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so. awesome. It's awesome. This is this has just been so much fun. Well, it is the time of the show that we give away prizes, and I know it seems um, different to have a, a nonprofit organization come on and give away a prize, but you do have – special prizes to give away, one to a comment listener and one to somebody who is listening live. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. Do you want me to say what they are or do you want to do that? I do. No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, we will be happy to give away um, a bear kit. So um, as I mentioned before, we have four types. We have the flat knitting with single point needles. We have the um, knit in the round or the seamless knit um, kits, which have the double pointed needles included. We have a crochet kit um, for bears in the round and a crochet flat as well. So whoever wins will just need to, you know, let me know their address and their preference for which type of kit they would like. I love it. Well, I'm telling you right now, out of the 75 people that have watched the Facebook Live, just as we've been live, um, mm-hmm. A lot of them are like, I've bought a kit right now. I've got to make a kit. Oh. I'm doing it. You know, it's just kind of amazing. So, here we go. You sit back and just take a breath and take a drink, and um, <laughs> just just I'll I'll take care of this from this point for a little bit here. Okay. Um, those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, welcome. We are glad you are here. Uh, we are blessed enough here on the Yarn Thing Podcast that we have guests that come on and offer prizes to the listeners. There's always a prize to one of the listeners who leave a comment on the show notes and a prize to somebody who is listening live and is able to call in. So for those of you who don't have the phone number, the guest call-in number is 347-539-5589. 347-539-5589. 
5589. I'm putting that on Facebook Live right now. If you uh, listen to the show often enough, I I would like to suggest that you put that on speed dial. (laughs) What happens when you call in, you guys, is you get placed on a switchboard over here on my screen on Blog Talk Radio, and it just lists a bunch of phone numbers, and we will randomly select a phone number to be a lucky winner of one of these kits so that you can make one of the mother bears and send it off to the Mother Bear Project. And I'm guessing that you will get uh, bitten by the bug and end up making a lot of different bears. This is uh, pretty darn fantastic. If you're not listening live, don't worry. There's always a chance for you to win as well. After the podcast today, Tammy, my social media Medusa, that's what we call her, will put the show notes up over at MarleyBird.com. When you visit MarleyBird.com, you will click on the drop-down menu for podcast or blog, and you'll see where it says show notes. If you click on that, that will take you to the place where all of the show notes are collected. So if there's ever a podcast that you're listening to that you want to find the show notes for, you can find them there. You will find the show notes for today's show, which will give you a brief synopsis of everything we talked about, including links, images, and all that good stuff. So if there happens to be something you missed, chances are Tammy has put it there in the show notes. At the bottom of those show notes, all I want you to do is click the little link that says leave a reply or leave a comment. And you are going to leave a reply or leave a comment that includes a keyword that Amy is going to give us here in a minute. That keyword is sort of like your golden ticket. That's your proof that you listened to today's podcast and uh, you're just leaving your comment for us. About two to three weeks after the original air date of this podcast, we will go back then and select a winner from those comments that are left on the show notes on MarleyBird.com. Why do I keep reiterating MarleyBird.com? Because we love your comments here on Facebook Live, on Twitter, on Blog Talk Radio, on Ravelry. But for a chance to be, um, for a chance to win, you must leave those com- those comments on the show notes because that's where Tammy goes to select the winner okay she randomly selects from all the comments that are on those show notes okay so it's really important that you do go there to leave your comment having said all of that i'm going to come over here and i am going to click on tammy's phone number if i can find it here and i'm going to bring tammy on the line and she is going to select a winner from a previous podcast and get the keyword from amy hi tammy how are you how are you I'm fine, although my face is wet. <laughs> Join the club. All right, I'm going to mute myself. I'm going to try not to sniffle. Hello, Amy. Hi. So um, a couple of questions real quick. I I, I looked through the um, Flickr pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Are, is that the only place that the pictures are posted? Well, on our website, that's where you should look, is on Flickr. But if you are on our Ravelry group or our Facebook page, you will see um, that I post links directly to the most recent pictures. So I will let people know every week, like, that the first 142 photos have been, you know, are the newly uploaded ones. And then the photos are each dated. So, you know, you'll, you'll know how far it's been since you've looked at the last set if that makes any sense. That's a good plan. Yeah. I, I noticed that some of the pictures, some of the bears are crocheted. Yes. Yes. We have, so do you um, have that pattern too for crocheters? Yeah. We have awesome. um, both knit and crocheted, both flat and both in the round. So there's four different patterns, four different kits. So, yeah. And I think, 
I think people need to um, go and look at these pictures because seeing the bears with the kids has a bit more impact. Yeah, and the other thing, too, that I'd love to add is that people see these bears, and a lot of them are very fancy, as I mentioned, and people want to know, you know, how do you make that bear hoodie? How do you, you know, make such a cute bear face? How do you make the ears so round? How do you, you know, all that kind of stuff. How do you make a um, backpack for your bear or a messenger bag, you know, because you'll see these bears wearing, a lot of them have really cute accessories, um, not mine, but a lot of them do. And um, if you join our Ravelry group, um, there's something called group pages, um, and it's you'll see it on the home page. It's on ours. It says 17 pages, and if you hit that, there are tutorials and from who I consider the bear experts, the people on our Ravelry group. I mean, you know, I look to them for advice all the time um, when I am asked. So yeah, I just it'll think give this all is kinds a perfect of tips. Project. Uh, that's sweet. Well, <laughs> as as summer is, we start knitting smaller things because it's easier to carry around. It's yep. not so hot to knit under. Um, the kids are home. It's I'm sure that the little bits of the bears can be knit by the kids. Oh yeah, we have we've had children as young as six make our bears. And the other thing that I want to add is this project does not call for a certain yarn type. Um, Worsted weight is what we use, but as I mentioned, people who really know what they're doing can find out, you know, adjust their needle size and such, and use all kinds of yarn of any um, fiber content to make these bears. The one thing I will say is not to use, um, I forget what it's called, the eyelash type yarn on the bear's face, because we've had an instance once of a child being terrified because the bear looked a little like, you know, some kind of abominable monster, something <laughs> like that. But oh. as long as the face isn't fuzzy, you can really, meaning, you know, like eyelash fuzzy, um, you can use um, basically any soft yarn on these bears. That's awesome to know. So just to do my job, I guess I, we need to... Yeah. Get off topic a little bit and go back to um, show notes from a couple weeks ago. We had a guest on that shared a new book. Um, this was uh, Mosaic and Lace Knits by Barbara Benson. And the, re- the uh, random number generator chose Colleen's comment. Um, everybody was supposed to use a um, word or phrase in the, in the uh, book, and um, I believe Colleen used it. In her comment, in her comment about this about, um, show, how slipped it have slipped it good before, which I believe was the the code slip it good before with the mosaic and non mosaic, but have never mixed with lace. How creative! Plus, I learned what tumped means, which is is her, um, I believe her uh, screen name. Do you have a random a excuse me a phrase or word that people need to use in their comments? Um, yes. Uh, the word Good. that I've chosen is unconditional love. I think that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing your project with us, Amy. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. I had to find the unmute. I was like, oh, I got to unmute myself. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, unconditional love, was that it? Yes. Perfect. I love it. Tammy, thank you so much. I love it when you come on the show and, and ask such great questions. 
Oh, thank you. I hope you all have a happy Tuesday. You too, honey. All right, so we have a total of 41 callers calling in, so there's quite a few people who want to get one of these kits. So what we do is I have my mouse over on the switchboard. I'm going to scroll up and down all of the phone numbers. You tell me to stop, and that will be the lucky winner. Stop. Hands up. Area code 201. Click on this. 201. Hello? Hello? Hi. Who's this? Oh, it's Debbie. Hi, Marty. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? Oh, good, thanks. How are you? I am wonderful. You sound... You okay? You good over there? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's just... Uh, oh, oh, just surprise. No, you're good. So, Debbie, where are you calling us from? Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey, Debbie from New Jersey. Have you ever had a chance to make one of the Mother Bear Project Bears? No, no, I've seen them, but I've never had a chance, no. Well, now is your chance. You get to choose one of the kits, and Amy will send that to you so that you can make your very own Mother Bear Project Bear. Oh, okay. So exciting. (laughs) Very cool. Well, say hi to Amy. Oh, hi, Amy. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I forgot hi. <laughs> no, no problem. I'll just need to know, you know, somehow. Marley, will you provide me her address or something? I, so, will. I will. So what will and happen? Her kid choice. Yes, mm-hmm. you will email me, winner at yarnthingpodcast.com, winner at yarnthingpodcast.com. Okay. And what I want you to do is in the subject line, I want you to put Mother Bear Project Winner. And okay. in the body of the email, include your phone number, your mailing address, and include which kit you would like to have Amy send you. Okay. Okay. All so right. Mother, Mother Bear. Mother Bear Project. Yep. It's the okay. title of the, of the podcast today. So you'll, you'll be just fine. You'll get it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All did right. you enjoy the show? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, good. Well, congratulations, yeah. Amy from New Jersey. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, Amy, I, I, oh my gosh, you're, you're, when you're sharing about the kids, it's, oh, it just broke my heart, and oh, oh, I'm so happy to be able to do this. Well, I'm, I'm grateful that you wanted it a bear. It's really wonderful, and I hope you make a hundred. You know, you could still <laughs> yeah. be in the hundred bear club. Okay, we'll try. Yeah, I've got. I've okay, got great. A huge stash. Awesome. I'm well, about my youth stash. <laughs> well, it's time to go stash diving. All right, sure. Debbie. Congratulations, hun. Thank you. Thanks, Marty. Bye, Amy. Bye, Marty. Bye, bye. So cute. I love I love it giving away prizes. It's such a wonderful cause. So wonderful. Um I wanna point out that on your website you do have information um about knitting groups that uh are around the, the country, around the world and that people can check out and see if um maybe there's one local to them, there's drop off locations where people can mail stuff or bring stuff. I mean there's everything you need to know you guys is Located at motherbearproject.org, um, including all the various details that Amy mentioned about the bear being at least 12 inches tall or smaller. I shouldn't say at least. No larger than 12 inches tall. Um, and, you know, worsted weight yarn and that really great red heart. I am going to mention that um, 
you know, since I am the national am spokesman the national for Red Heart Yarns, <laughs> we have some really yeah, wonderful worsen and Weight Yarns, and uh, the Red Heart just seems really perfect to use Red Heart Yarns. Just going to throw that out there, everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's one of the big ones we use, so. That's you know, exactly. and Marley, the other thing I want to mention is that this project, I mean, and I've learned this, um, that the word is it's a great stash buster yes. Um, yes. because the, the bears don't have to be made in three colors like we suggest on the pattern. You can use all one pattern. Like let's just say you have a bunch of, you know, worsted wheat, uh, you know, avocado green or, you know, it just doesn't matter. Like the bears can be all one color. Um, it really doesn't matter. Uh, these kids have absolutely nothing, and and there's no bears in Africa, um, you know. So it's like, you know, that's a question that people often have, like, why bears? Do kids even know what bears are there? And I would say, you know, probably not. But yeah. these bears, you know, are something for them to love. You know, some think yeah. of them as a baby. Um, you know, it's they're just something. You know, it's, yeah. it's something soft to hold and something to play with. So anyway, God. so wonderful. Yeah. I love. It. I love this. The Mother Bear Project. Mother Bear well, Project. Uh, you mentioned that you go to Stitches West. Do you attend Stitches Midwest or any of the other Stitches events? You know, I was at Stitches Midwest last year um, and the year before that. I'm taking a break because I can't go to all of them. I am going – I've already signed up for Stitches West in February. Um, okay. So I don't know what other shows um, we will be at in the coming year, but that's the one I know for sure that we'll be at. I'd like to try some of the others. We have to, you know, because it is a nonprofit, we have to really um, be careful because, you know, it's there's a lot of expense. So Absolutely, absolutely. I totally get that. And I do want to remind everybody that after you make your first hat or first hat, the first bear, they recommend that you, or not recommend, they request that you send in $3 with each additional bear. That way it can help cover the cost of shipping that bear to Africa. So, um that money does not go in the pockets of people who are running the organization. That is literally to send your bear overseas to a kid who just wants a little love. Um, yeah. So there you have it. I have totally enjoyed this podcast day. Believe it or not, I just, you know, those of you who have listened to the show for a while know I totally wear my heart on my sleeve. So I figured this was going to be a, a, a hard one for me to not get through without crying. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Marley, if there's, I don't know, you know, just since people are listening, is it okay to just put something out there that we need? Absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, if anyone out there has even um, partial skeins of hand-dyed um, sock weight yarn and we need it variegated, I use that for ornaments, those little tiny ornaments that I knit every single evening. I try to make one a day to help supplement the cost of shipping and the storage of our bears because we do have a storage unit now. It's, you know, it's had to move out of my house since we get a thousand bears a month and have the public coming to pack. So um, we have store, we have two storage units and, you know, the shipping has doubled for the bears. So I make these tiny bear ornaments. I love, um, you know, uh, sock yarn like Koigu or Claudia. I try to use hand dyed variegated yarn. So even partial skeins are helpful. If anyone out there has it, and would like to make a donation like that, it would be really appreciated. Perfect. So, and, where and we're always collecting, you know, regular worsted weight yarn for our kits. Um, we really always need tan and variegated. So that's another right. thing that would be really helpful. Perfect. 
Perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. tell everybody what you need. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You, so, and stamps like are the other great donation. So Stamps. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. You, you so. are such you are an inspiration, such and, and uh, I think you're doing uh, wonderful you're things, doing and um, I wish you nothing but great success and uh, much and, uh, blessings much in your life. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Marley. I really, I, what can I say? I'm very grateful that you um, decided to ask me to be on this uh, podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been fun to talk to you. Absolutely. It has been a treat. The pleasure is mine. All right, Amy, I'm going to let you go and um, make some more ornaments. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just right. picked up bears today. I think I got over a dozen boxes. So that's oh what goodness. I do. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I write each person back every time they send me bears. You'll get a personal note from me and more tags. So oh my that's gosh. something else that happens. Yeah, that's that keeps me really busy. You are a busy, busy bee. All right. Well, Amy, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And we'll sure we'll get all the information all out, the information there, for out there for you. Awesome. Thanks, Marley. You're welcome, hon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oops, I didn't mean to cut her off. My apologies. Amy, you're fantastic. Amy Berman, everybody. She's the founder of the Mother Bear Project. Um, I'm curious how many of you out there were brought to tears um, with some of those stories or just the situation as a whole, you know, Um I know even here at home, raising three kids and who are, two of them are teenagers, one of them is a preteen, and sometimes they think that, you know, their life is so horrible, and I just want to look at them and say, you have no idea the atrocities that are happening around the world, and um, it's things like this that really kind of bring it back to you. Um, whether you are an American citizen, a citizen of the world, or a mother, that there are always people out there in need, and you never know whose situation or what people are going through. And just, you know, a tender love, a tender hug, and um, a, a teddy bear can sometimes heal all wounds, right? Or just to show you that you have a little something or somebody in this world that cares for you. And with that, I'm going to bring the podcast to an end, and I'm going to say thank you so much to Amy Berman for joining me on the podcast today and sharing with us about your wonderful organization, the Mother Bear Project. Please go check out motherbearproject.org to find out more about them, and don't forget to leave a comment on the show notes um, as well. Thank you to the lovely sponsors of the Parenting Podcast, Buffalo Whole Company, Creative Bug. Erin Lane Bags, Crafty.com, Teaches That Events, and last but certainly not least, we're on the proud national spokesperson, Red Heart Yarn. Uh, great yarn for this wonderful project. According to those of you here on Facebook Live, a lot of you use Red Heart Yarn. It's absolutely perfect. So I want to say, yeah, it's absolutely it. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.